0: Give a little time for the child within you, don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you.
1: It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris,
2: boy detective.
1: You know, uh, evening is falling mm-hmm. as we record this. Dusk? We in yeah, dusk? We are in dusk. And that's what is this, dusk?
2: That's fine with me, mm-hmm. I
1: think, because we're children of the night.
2: Yeah. Oh, wait, are you a vampire or a werewolf? <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> yes, and G- oh boy, <laughs> I am a I am a vampire werewolf. Oh wow, you should do a like a like a monologue or a or a little story on NPR about feeling trapped between two cultures.
1: That's a really good idea. I'm a full t- technically I'm a full time werewolf. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, strike that. Full time vampire. So I mean, obviously every I mean you can see if I'm live up here. Yeah, you can see my vampire teeth
2: I you know sorry I honestly, fangs, I, honestly, we vampires call <laughs> I honestly thought they were werewolf teeth so.
1: um no I, I mean I am I only become a werewolf when there's a
2: full moon mm-hmm. now yeah it's like what two three times a month <laughs> I don't understand lunar cycles we don't have to we're men yeah that's true that's woman stuff <laughs> <laughs> I do get really cranky when I turn into a werewolf <laughs> that's a really- I'm like a super bloated werewolf <laughs>
1: I just, when I turn into a werewolf, I just take a Midol and go to bed.
2: (laughs) I love it when the girlfriend turns into a werewolf because then I'm getting a blowjob, right? (laughs) From a werewolf. Uh, let's bring our guest into
1: the conversation here. <laughs> we'll to find out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find
2: out. We can probably milk this for another twenty minutes. <laughs> we'll find was out here, if he's was a dead
3: silent. They were doing a werewolf <laughs> menstrual cycle. <laughs> <laughs> find out if he's a werewolf, a
1: vampire, or both. Mm-hmm. Uh You know him from uh popular television programs. You know him as a writer for the popular television program The Goldbergs. That's right. uh, you put the
3: stress on the right part of the <laughs> thank you
1: I, I <laughs> oh, do my birds. research I'm a public radio host so I that's try impressive. and go into it with some research having been done um, look if you're gonna know him from one thing if I'm gonna say you know him from one thing it's for uh, maybe you've seen him on the Conan O'Brien program how about that Sure. Right. try that try that on for size you've seen him on
3: uh, you seen him on all kinds of television programs the league recently that's right as uh, dr. what's it called dr. Ewing yes there you go. Uh, it might have been Patrick Ewing. I don't remember if we decided on that or not. <laughs> His name is Andy Secunda, by the way. Welcome to Hi the program, ya, folks. Andy. I'm Andy Secunda. It's great to have you on the show. Here. Thank you. It's good to be back. I was actually telling Jordan uh, on our way over here because I demanded to be chauffeured by the host whenever yeah. I... I like to her. pick up most of our guests. <laughs> That's reasonable. Um, ...that I was actually driving home and heard you, uh, Jesse, on your other radio show... And uh interviewing June Raphael. I hate to tell you.
1: Um I only have one radio show. This is, right, not, this a is not a radio this is not show. A radio show. <laughs> <laughs> right. I,
3: yes. I didn't I didn't this
1: realize is, this that. This is I was...
2: actually this is on the hot talk station, and we'll be doing some <laughs> Ashley Madison commercials later.
3: <laughs> this is really unfortunate.
1: <laughs> this
2: is just something I
1: record to quarter inch tape and Put down in the vault downstairs, so I have some entertainment in case the nukes
3: fall. It's <laughs> great. You so much, so much entertainment. I'm disappointed. I told my, I was, I said to my wife, "I'm going to be on a radio show." When yeah. I got the text,
1: yeah. Well,
2: you know,
3: yeah, what can I say? Although it it is nice for you
1: to have a wife who lives in the 1930s. <laughs>
2: yes. That is really impressive. I'm going to be on the wireless. <laughs>
1: Gonna, <laughs> yeah, my son, my son Simon, who's uh, two and a quarter years old, mm-hmm. uh, recognized me on the radio today for the first time. Oh, I, I have had convert like last week, the week before. We'll put on Bullseye when it's playing on the radio here in Los Angeles. I mean, if anybody doesn't know, I host an NPR show called Bullseye, and um, I said, I said to him, "Who's that on the radio?" And he just says. He he does this thing. Robert
2: Siegel. <laughs>
1: he doesn't. He doesn't like to not know the answer to a question. He or he possibly doesn't know how to say I don't know. Uh-huh. So he'll just go.
2: He turns into a real pill at bar <laughs>
1: trivia. He just makes a sound that's kind of like.
3: And he'll just hold it indefinitely. Sure. It's not the worst way to duck ignorance. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but um,
1: he would. He was giving me that, mm-hmm. and I would say, "Oh, that's that's Daddy on the radio." Mm-hmm. So, you know, I want a little fucking credit over yeah, here.
3: Finally, yeah. sure.
1: Who do you think from buying, a two year old? Who do you think's buying
3: the binkies? Yeah, you know what I mean. It's this guy. The two year olds are your main demo, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the main thing.
1: <laughs> you know, they're trying to they're trying to expand. You know, more diverse audience for public radio.
2: <laughs> Um, but he the, 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 his radio Jesse shows ma- mainly a key jingling yeah. and just saying, you're <laughs> special, you're special, over and over again. Yeah. So I interviewed... With guests from the worlds of arts and entertainment. I interviewed
1: sure. Dog with a blog the other day. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, fine work. Anyway, yeah, it's exciting to be on the radio and Simon recognized me on the radio. What's going Wait, on? Wait, he, he recognized you with you... Prompting. I wasn't there. No, you weren't there. I was down downstairs, his own. And, and my wife had the radio on, as it often is, and just in the kitchen of our house. My son Simon was sitting down, enjoying some bananas and said, some satsumas.
3: Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, it's satsuma season. Sure. And uh, he said, "Daddy's trapped in that obsolete technology." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: said, We're gonna go visit Daddy at Borders. <laughs> he
1: said, "You've torn you've torn a hole in my sense of reality." <laughs> <laughs> he does have amazing like when. We we have a baby monitor when he naps, and when he wakes up, he will get
3: into extended dialogues with himself. I mm-hmm. don't. Um, do you have any kids, Andy? Not yet. I was actually being uh, harangued about not having kids just yesterday. By whom? By uh, people I work with. They were they were uh, maybe harangued as strong, them? but they were really <laughs> aggressive. Well, that may have been the subtext, and I did not I did not catch it. But they were just like, kids are great. You got to have kids. It's and just cuz they want somebody to people. come to their barbecue for once. Is that the deal? Yeah, I think so. <laughs>
1: okay. I think there's kid barbecues and no kid barbecues, and they're tired of you not being able to come to their kid barbecues. That may be.
3: Me and me and uh, me and my wife definitely do not look happy at kid barbecues. <laughs> <laughs> but my my
1: son will have a full-on conversation for one thing he well he he's at a point in his life where he narrates everything that he does. So the first thing Is that, that Is that
2: a point in development?
1: Yeah, is absolutely. It? I oh, I had no idea. Absolutely. So he he gets he he you'll hear him sort of rustling and it's just like a little thing, you, a little speaker you clip to your, you know, belt buckle or whatever, not to your belt, your belt. Just the belt, you know, not the buckle specifically. He has I'm a, bo- he has a bottle opener on.
2: on his belt buckle. Yeah, it's a. There's a little... he's a tough guy or a
1: hipster? <laughs> a little. Sp- I'll, I'll be, you know, sitting downstairs in my office, typing on the computer or whatever. I've got the monitor on, and I'll just hear, I'll just hear, sort of some rustling sounds. I will think, oh, Simon's waking up, and then I'll hear him say,
2: "I'm up. I am. Hmm. I am. <laughs> I'm up. I am." It's yeah. <laughs> amazing. I'm not sure what all this is about. (laughs) Really big questions. (laughs) Who am I, really?
3: (laughs) I am awake. I am. I am. He's really into I am statements. I love it. That's, that's a positive attitude that he's, he's starting life with. This kid has a great attitude. He's got a really winning attitude. What's going on I, with you, Morris? I wake up in the morning and I go, oh boy, I'm awake. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am awake. <laughs> and then do you, do, are you, do, are you a man who likes going to bed? Um, that would be the the opposite, the opposite reasonable perspective, isn't it? I think that I'm going to bed and I'm like, I'm not going to get enough sleep. And then I wake up in the morning and I go, I didn't get enough sleep.
2: <laughs> Jordan, do you like going to bed? Uh, yeah. I mostly like going to bed.
1: Hmm. Yeah. When I'm feeling sleepy do you? or grumpy. I do not like going to bed. And I go, I go to bed and I don't want to, I'm not a night owl. Right. I go to bed very early every night uh, because I have besides having two children, I also get migraine headaches, and I kind of have to go to bed and wake up at the same time every day. And I can't, like, shortchange myself on sleep because it's one of my top migraine triggers. So I go to bed at, like, 10, every night. Um, 10.30. You know, I start go getting ready for bed at 10, go to bed at 10.30 every night. and uh But I hate going to bed.
3: I hate it every time. Like in a kid kind of like, I don't want to go to bed kind of way. or
2: I think You want to stay up of- and
3: watch MASH.
1: <laughs> I think because you if I go to bed, <laughs> I might die? I was about to joke that. Yeah. That's, is that really it? That's I like think so. It's like death? I think that it's because I'm concerned sure. that if I'm the asleep. Sleep is similar to death. I, well, it's the cousin of death. No, it's oh. that. <laughs> but... I think that – I think that I have this concern that while I'm – you know, like dying in your sleep is supposed to be the way you want to die? Sure. And I'm down to die painlessly. Right. But there's this part of me, I think, ever since I was a child that's like, wait, if you can die in your sleep and you're not aware of what's going on in your sleep – You can't fight
3: off the Grim Reaper. Yeah.
1: Every time you close your eyes to go to sleep – That could be, you could just not wake up
3: and ever. That's it. So it's like the ultimate control freak kind of fear. You want to be able to be awake to prevent mortality. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> right.
2: Yes, that's a great summary. Or I can't or accept that. or accept it
3: or choose Neither, to accept. Yeah. Although that or doesn't, I don't read that in, into the subtext of what yeah. he's saying.
2: <laughs> ah, thank
3: God, I'm awake for this. <laughs> Have you ever yes, thought about? I am ready.
2: <laughs> doesn't seem <laughs> right. uh, uh, shake me now. <laughs> I am dying. I am. <laughs> you know what? I get it.
3: It's my time. Yeah,
2: I am. Um, I mean, I. You know, I think what you should do is like give yourself a little treat at bedtime, what I, I like to do is I like to I like to maybe like put on an episode of Thirty Rock to go to sleep. Put on an episode of The Simpsons. Like something I know real well so I can like kinda go to sleep ten minutes into it. Right. Because I would think both of those shows would be kind of fast paced and get your brain working. Yeah. I mean I think it has to be something that isn't that you've seen so many times, it doesn't excite you anymore. Right. To where it's nice, and you can, you know, it can kind of function as entertainment and white noise at the same time. Sure. Uh, I don't know if that would work for you, but maybe there's some other kind of treat you can give yourself in the bed, like some like fruit chews. <laughs> like keep some well, in the bed or next to the bed. Not, it's not, not very pleasant for a spouse. Yeah. What's not going on on your side of the bed.
1: <laughs> fruit chews isn't going to cut it, Jordan. Shark bites. <laughs> oh,
3: Oh, this is, I know, would this, say bare minimum gushers. Okay, this is a weird sleep tie-in because I've been fearing sleep lately because I've been having a rush of bad like nightmares that oh, I no. will wake up. Are they about the great white? They well, this or was, about
1: getting a bag of shark bites that doesn't have the great white. And now what do you have to trade on the playground?
3: You
2: got Jack. It shit. may
3: have been a thinner segue, <laughs> segue
1: connection <laughs> than I than
3: I implied with my excitement, <laughs> but uh I had a dream that my boss was in my childhood home, and he was, like, staying with your, me for some reason. current boss. My current boss, Adam Goldberg, mm-hmm. who, who created the Goldber- Goldbergs. Mm-hmm. And he was visiting me, and I had bought him as a present a killer whale. <laughs> 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 a smaller killer whale that was over, like, th- two beds... And I had not bought a tank for, and he sort of looked at it and was like, "I don't, yeah, I don't want, I don't want now, that." Now hold, hold on. When you say killer whale, yes, you're talking about what I would know as an orca, an orca. Okay,
1: correct. go ahead, continue.
2: Yes, um, and, Jesse only, uh, he can only hear about something like, if you relate it to an '80s Jaws ripoff, <laughs> <laughs> so a very orca. upsetting film. Horrifying yeah. orca, yeah.
3: horribly, which we had on three quarter inch tape. <laughs> <laughs> and i was one of those films oh, yeah. that i would just Orcus, watch again Orcus and again terrifying just awful and yeah. terrifying and like no nowhere near the fun of jaws <laughs> um so and,
1: so you are at your boss's house no well, i'm in at, i'm in my childhood
3: house. home he's v- staying with me in my childhood home for some are dream your, reason are your parents or brothers or sisters don't now? see them there okay um, I'm you sure think, I'm revealing some um, the, like that i'm a psychopath in this dream so no. I, I just know someone will, can write in and tell me were there any small fish there no small fish do you think it's
1: possible the orca ate your
3: family mm. I the, here's the thing the orca was not not having water although they're mammals like sure. like regular whales right um they uh, it was in distress and on these mattresses and i had not gotten a i not gotten a tank i just somehow ordered this orca and yeah. they delivered it and then it wasn't a good present clearly wasn't happy you about gotta it you got to cover it with wet towels bare minimum is that the deal? <laughs>
1: oh yeah, I mean, yeah, that's how you move As an in, orca. Have you have you never seen a PBS documentary? Oh, about where they moving put it in orca? that hammock? Yes, the special yeah. hammock, oh, totally. Right.
3: As they did an orca, I think. No, it was it net? It was a net. I think they held it in. But then I woke up, and I assume I was still in some weird, half dreamlike state mm. because I was so still in the world of the dream that I was convinced. I had actually ordered it. It's like I didn't really you order a killer whale well for him, did I? Yeah. And I actually picked up my iPhone and checked to see. <laughs> <laughs> and then halfway through, I was like, I did not. You order
2: You like went to the Bank of America <laughs> app to see what yeah. your credit card? Uh, no. Did you go to your purchase history on
1: uh <laughs> <marine mammals.com?
2: laughs> Basically. Um, wait. So I don't know if this is this is part of it. I mean, I don't, I don't mean to dig in too deep here, but how did your did you was your boss pleased with the Gift, I wonder if this is this is. You know, this is you having anxiety about pleasing your boss. I think it definitely
3: was, and he had the look that he has when, like, things you know get uh, you know, as as is a showrunner's job, you're dealing with three things at once mm-hmm. at all times, and so he had that look in his face of just like, I don't, I don't know what to do with this killer whale. that you've I mean, I got a lot of shit to do. Sure. <laughs> can
1: I, ask, can I ask you a, just a question? Like,
2: just like, I don't know what to do with this B story you've written. <laughs> so maybe that was the subtype. <laughs> this this B story about the I, carnival. I should, I should
3: point out, I pitch almost exclusively exclusively killer whale plots for the Goldbergs. So. Well, that
2: answers
1: my question. Yeah, I wasn't going to answer. I didn't want to psychoanalyze, but my question no. was... Does that you, tie
3: in somehow? Had you written
1: guess. some disappointing Orca scripts lately?
3: I don't know it's, if it's so much
2: psychological as it is literal.
1: <laughs> I think the other the other possibility here is that you should stop watching the movie Orca right before bed to sort of lull you it's to just sleep. that's
3: the only way I can get to bed. Eh? You know, we each have our things.
2: Andy, they've already been to SeaWorld. I don't know why and they're going back. <laughs> They've already been there. I'll tell you what. When I go
1: when I go to bed, my, I will avoid going to bed mm-hmm. as long as possible. But when I've since I've been married and since I've lived with my wife, she'll just tell me, go, "Let's go to bed now," and then I'll go to bed then. But she since we have we have a two week old son, um, just so you know, Andy. Congratulations! Thank you, and uh, that's why I mentioned it. Um, <laughs> for the congratulations. You really sucked it out of me. And, uh, well, you hadn't congratulated me for jack shit so <laughs> no, far, and we're already is. 15 minutes into the show. Well, you did shuffle me to your podcast. You didn't <laughs> put me on the main radio show. <laughs> so um, because of this baby, my wife just basically, she has to feed the baby using the fruit of her body. And so she just sleeps her when the, the fruit chews of her body. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Shark she, bites.
2: She is yeah, her, 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 her woman's shark bites. She has she has two gushers. Ah, okay. Um, so fruit by the foot. Nah, keep going. Sorry. I um,
1: I <laughs> fruit snakes are fun. They are. They're, bit, I mean, <laughs> They're great. really great. Fun shark bites. I'm sure. God, getting a getting a great white or a, a tiger shark. Oh Jesus. Like they kept upgrading shark bites. Yeah. Cuz they knew it was a fucking
2: weapons race.
1: Yeah, Eddie, this might this might be a little <laughs> it's a out little... of your demographic, <laughs> yeah. but
2: when we were know. kids, there were shark bites. There were uh-huh. shark-shaped fruit snacks. Okay. When you'd open the package. Sometimes you would get a great white, which is uh, which was like berry flavored. And then they started having tiger sharks, which were double delicious and uh, very very valuable when lunch trading. What to- flavor were tiger sharks? They're all sugar flavored.
1: I mean, that's the yeah. thing. When Jordan says double delicious, they all did taste the same. Sure, <laughs> right. It's just that one was the great white was white. Mm-hmm. And it was in the commercials. They'd say, oh, did you get a great one? Oh, way? and
2: he would like skateboard and stuff.
1: Yeah, right. They all anyway. tasted vaguely like diabetes. <laughs> yeah, sure. So a little dimetappy. <laughs> I have recently found myself, because my wife is just going to bed at like 8.15, mm-hmm. um, I found myself doing the thing that I did before I had children and before I had someone who lived in my house, which is I will just sit on the computer indefinitely. Yeah. Like it really and i will not get sleepy yeah. i will i think i could just sit on a computer just
2: buzzfeed list after buzzfeed <laughs> list after
3: which is i as i understand it the worst thing you can do to get yourself ready for sleep exactly it's right up there with watching old episodes of 30 rock of the Sims. <laughs> <laughs> well that was just my hypothesis yeah. but i have heard the internet engages you in a weird way that speeds yeah, up your I brain yeah i think
1: anything you're not supposed to be have a bright thing in your face like that's like the number one rule for falling asleep is you're not supposed to have a bright thing in your face interesting so i
3: don't know man yeah
1: i guess the moral of the story is you know if if death is coming for
3: you Mm
2: -hmm.
3: you want to be able to have your dukes up Maybe you should just set traps around your bed.
2: Yeah, death traps.
3: <laughs> <laughs> It'd be amazing to see the Grim Reaper just like with bells yeah. caught around his neck.
2: <laughs> oh, oh. Or it's a box with a stick that's propping up the box, and there's a string to the stick, and you can pull it, and under the box is a soul. And then when he goes in to get the soul, you yank out the stick.
3: I can't wait for us to shoot this sketch for our web series.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back
1: in just a second. Coming soon to crackle. on Jordan, Jesse, go.
3: Hello, my name is Graham Clark. My name is Dave Shumka. Together we host a show called
2: Stop Podcasting Yourself. We're from Canada. Whoa, whoa. whoa. We, so, don't, this, don't hang out. No, no, don't hang out. No. <laughs> and every week we're uh, lucky enough to be joined by uh, a guest, sometimes a comedian, or sometimes just somebody that we like, and uh, somebody probably you've never heard of. Mm-hmm. And, but uh, trust us. <laughs> if you followed us this far into the promo, just
3: try it out, Please. <laughs> sound too desperate. <laughs> Stop podcasting yourself on MaximumFun.org.
1: It's Jordan, Jesse Goh. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan
2: Morris, boy
3: detective. Andrew Secunda, intergalactic space pirate. Ready to go? Yeah, it's good, it's
2: ready he's to been go. on the show before. I got it ready. He's he was ready. on. He was on uh, once had... when you were when you were off. When you were, uh, yeah. it's a different a different vibe. It is yep. a little bit of a different vibe. Yeah. How, how
3: would you characterize? What, 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 how would the, you Jordan's that's characterize, just a the lot cockier. cockier. He swaggers around. Yeah, he
2: says, my, "I'm talking. Dick, I'm dick. talking." <laughs> <laughs> Me, listen. <laughs> you mean when I'm here? <laughs> Either way, <laughs> yeah. that's just my general vibe. <laughs> yeah. Dick swinging. Uh, Andy, uh, Andy and, uh, his lovely wife Kate were nice enough to invite me to dinner the other night. Uh, what are you
1: guys gonna, gonna have a kids, by the way? Oh, Jesus. <laughs>
2: Well, the reason they invited me over was because – I mean, just general friendship, I'm guessing, but also to, to – They wanted you. you to impregnate <laughs> <laughs> right Well, to be their child. Yeah. Uh, they
3: had a ID for me. My sperm is not super effective, <laughs> so
2: we've
3: just been having friends over. And, and... mine is downright
2: angry, so. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, uh, I think it was to thank me for taking care of Omar while you guys were away. Omar right. is their cat who is a very nice cat
3: Omar little mm mm-hmm. wire that's sweet, yeah, yeah, he's a very I like I'm sure millions of other. Cats, cats. Oh, most cats are named Omar after Omar <laughs> from the Wild. I would say Certainly. it's seventy-five percent Omar, twenty-five percent brother Muzone. <laughs> yeah, I actually did run into someone who's had a, had a Kima also uh-huh. as a dog. There you go. So there you go.
2: Um, and so I. My thought I might mean, be kind of my, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a class act when invited to a dinner party. I, I'll bring a bottle of wine, sure. uh, something. Always wear a dinner jacket, <laughs> exactly. Um, something I I actually I I know negative squat about wine. My philosophy with this wine buying thing is, um, you know, something that's above ten bucks uh. with like a nice label. You know, that's not just like. You know, calligraphy on white background. I think that is everyone in the entire world's philosophy. <laughs> right, I know. Wine. Yeah, <laughs> it's reasonable. Um, yeah, you would think that there. You would think there would be more. I mean, there are already a lot of like cutesy labels, but you think that would be ninety percent of wine labels now. But my, uh,
1: my wife told me a couple of names of things that she likes about wine, uh, like spicy or fruity or something. Uh-huh. Aromatic yeah. Qual- wh-
3: qualities of wine, woodsy. Yeah, I'm never, I'm never more uh, like a proletariat than when I'm when someone's when a waiter is saying, "What? Well, what do you like?" Because really, I'm dancing around whatever's the most like water, just kidding. <laughs> 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 something that doesn't taste like wine. Do you have one of those? <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's the midpoint between wine and Sprite? <laughs> I'll have that. Uh, Do you have so, anything with cola notes? <laughs> so I was driving to your house, and I was coming from I, I was coming from from shooting something that went a little bit long. So I didn't have time to go home and change. I didn't have time to to properly, you know, go to the store and pick out this bottle of wine. So right. you were
1: what? Well, you were wearing day formal instead of a dinner jacket.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, wearing sure. A unitard. I was wearing my polo <laughs> outfit. I came going from right. the polo grounds. Sure. <laughs> Um, Luckily, those jodpers can do multiple duties. Sure. Well, you dress them up, you dress them down. Sure. That's what they say about jodpers. <laughs> uh, so you guys live in Koreatown. and right. And uh, Koreatown, great for a lot of things. <laughs> M- maybe there's not a lot of high-end liquor stores or like Whole Foods is. Right. That's true. Uh, but, you know. You should have gone with a nice soju. I know. Yeah, <laughs> right. True. I mean for yeah, if I really wanted to bring you an unpleasant gift.
3: <laughs> oh, I don't mind Soju.
2: You don't mind Soju? <laughs> no, not, okay. not your thing. It's like what if what it's like the thing you know what I like about vodka? The headache. What if
3: vodka? <laughs> yes, that is twice certainly the true. It is not does not it's not easy going down.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um so so I stopped by the 7 <laughs> Eleven and and just kind of grabbed Something off the shelf that was kind of over $10 and had a had a label that, that you know, didn't look like right. just a wine label. First, you went to the checkout counter and asked, which is your What do you finest? recommend? <laughs> what do you recommend? Let's say you had just taken care of Omar, the cat. From the wire. <laughs> uh, yeah. So,
1: you, so your label qualification is you want one that doesn't look like a wine label? Your that looks like maybe I know what I'm doing.
2: Oh, like it's distinctive. right? Exactly, exactly. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna bullshit you. Basically, is right. what I'm saying. Yeah, um, right. But sounds you know, like
3: Andy's ready to be bullshit. Uh, yeah, and I, I think, you could have fooled me. With, and I think just like
2: in general, like I think the wine you bring to a dinner party usually doesn't get drank at the dinner party. Usually, right. if you know, if 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 you're a good dinner party planner like you and Kate are, you have you know, a drink selection. So the disappointment will come later. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. So, but I mean, I'm, I'm realizing, <laughs> oh, this will be a bottle that's like in their house or something. So what if it, if it looked nice, then, you know, they were good, good for them. Right. Uh, so I get, I, so I, so you're kind of aware of where the Seven Eleven is in relationship to your house, right? Like it's, you know, three blocks away or something.
3: Uh, no, but, uh, but it's good to know that there's one there. It's
2: up there on Wilshire. All right. um, so I'm driving back and I take out this bottle of wine. I'm like, oh, let me have a look at this thing. And yeah. I notice that the name of the wine is... Ménage à <laughs> And I turned around, <laughs> got a different bottle of wine, and uh, then I went to your house, and I kept the Ménage à for myself uh, and drank it, um, ironically, by myself. Pretty good. Uh, so yeah, I was super like something was missing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm like, okay, this needs... This needs two other people. Yeah. <laughs> Preferably one of them's Asian. Uh, that's... No. Um, so yeah, so I definitely, I, I, I thought I would hand that to you and it would be the most embarrassing, like, what's, what's fucking Jordan's MO? Anyways, so, uh, that would have been amazing. Yeah. I would not have known.
3: You could have handed me a box of wine and I would have gone, oh, this seems nice. <laughs> no idea.
1: I get sure. a great satisfaction. Out of buying an expensive bottle of wine. I mean, when I say expensive, I'm talking about thirty dollars, twenty five dollars, right. <laughs> as opposed to eight dollars. Yeah. Because I think I don't. I think because I don't drink,
3: uh-huh. it
1: feels like the ultimate tribute to my love for my wife <laughs> that I would buy something that costs thirty dollars when I could buy the same thing that costs seven dollars. Sure. Uh-huh. And it makes no difference to you. Does she I- see
3: it that way? I don't know if she knows, uh-huh, oh, so it's really just for you your feeling about it,
1: maybe i'm just maybe I'm, the feeling that I'm describing is just that it makes me feel like I'm rich, right <laughs>
2: <laughs> now that I say it out loud, so you, I mean, I was thinking magnanimous you've but... got it all you've got <laughs> you've got cars you've right got vacations, sure, expensive wines, yeah, so you can list all those rich guy right. things,
3: right, have you guys had? Uh, A super expensive wine, and and what was your experience? Because when I tasted it, I am sort of like, it seems nice. Like I have no idea.
2: Yeah, I you know I I have been I have been uh, yes I have had a few really really expensive bottles of wine, and I really liked them. But I think it might have been psychosomatic. I could not tell you what I liked about it. Right. I think I just liked that. You you
3: know, (laughs) hugely
2: expensive. Sure. Yeah. That it was above my pay grade. Felt like I was, <laughs> you know, vacationing a little bit.
1: I, I bought, when I, was, uh, when I was at BoatParty.biz, actually, I bought some, like, uh, 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 cask-aged rum for my wife. My wife likes to drink rum. My, my wife's a real alky. I should explain Clearly. that my
3: wife is like Doesn't one of those. Doesn't sound like she didn't make any difference to her what the, uh, quality of alcohol mm-hmm. it was She's think.
1: basically like from a cartoon strip, like a Sunday cartoon strip from the teens. Sure, mm-hmm. handicap. Yeah. <laughs> like she, she's usually her, her hat is it has the top coming off mostly like the yeah. top of a tin can, and she just goes hick, <laughs> hick, uh-huh. mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time. But I bought some cask aged uh, rum for my wife. Mm-hmm. That was a, a very fancy thing. I just, I was like, I don't know, I'm here in Rum Place. I was in, uh, I was in the Bahamas. Um, I was like, well, I'm here in Rum Place. All and I was at the Rum Place in the Rum Place, mm-hmm. oh. the one Rum Factory where I was. I was like, I might as well buy the expensive one. Fuck it. Yeah. You know, if I'm going to carry a bottle of rum home (laughs) on an airplane, you know, I might as well buy the $50 one. (laughs) Here you go, honey, some Captain Morgans.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's how they pronounced it there.
2: Yeah. I
1: I do like the idea of finding notes. That seems so appealing to me. Flavor notes. uh, Yeah. In terms of taste. Yeah.
3: Did did you find it?
1: I, I nosed it. Uh-huh. I did nose it mm-hmm. um i found I found some notes uh boozy mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, sort of licorice <laughs> i mean like liquor right um no licorice notes alcoholic
2: so is... yeah, I think with that with that stuff, and I feel like we ran up against this a little bit when uh when we did our Edinburgh show, we went on the um uh scotch tour, yeah, we did where they talked a lot about notes and peats and. You know, mosses, mosses, Scotsman. Yeah, I feel like with that, like I can get on board with that for about two sips, and I'm like, well, time to get fucked up, like, <laughs> right? You know, bring bring whatever. Now That's bring whatever. Generally,
3: what wine tasting yeah. breaks down to, isn't it? Sure. Is can I just go back for a second? Yeah, cask aged. Yeah. What is, I envision some kind so of large pirate shaped bottle. So, not pirate shaped, <laughs> but like from like yeah. something you would
2: find in a barrel. Like a barrel. A barrel. Drink it yeah. from me nose. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> with a little sound thing. Mm-hmm. So basically when they make when they make liquor, yeah. you distill it, right? And you start with whatever grain or sugar thing you have, cane or whatever it is. Able. Potatoes in the case of vodka, mm-hmm. whatever, right? You said cane
2: and I said apple.
1: Oh, good. Cool. Yeah. So, guys are such a <laughs> You distill
2: you distill that. You put it through a lot the Bible still on this show. In
1: some, in some cases you might filter it or something like that. In uh-huh. some cases you might mix it with something or something like that but uh then you uh, depending on what the what kind of liquor it is you put it in a barrel and you age it as you would with wine um so and so it has
3: the wood flavor
1: and then it gets the flavor of the wood over time and also uh the flavors merge and settle like a lot of uh, a lot of liquors are mixed so the sources are different um, and so they make a they make a mix of different sources. A uh, uh, mix master. What were those guys called? What are those guys called?
2: <laughs> I don't. I think mix master is fine. Mix master. I, Saucier. You yeah. No,
1: like I'm mix, sure. mix, mix master mix master Mike from the Beastie Boys. <laughs> oh example. yeah, definitely. Um, so they, they they mix them together, and then that allows the flavors to join together, like leaving soup in the refrigerator overnight. Yeah. Um, and then it gets wood wood flavors, but also it it some of it evaporates. So the flavors like, uh, concentrate
3: a little bit. Like a reduction.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like a balsamic reduction.
3: <laughs> That was an incredibly complete answer. Hmm. Thank very you.
1: I happen to have been to on two liquor factory
3: tours <laughs> uh,
1: in the last six months, which is a pretty weird, given that I don't
3: drink yes. or one, have any. One while your liquor. wife was giving birth. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'll be back in a couple.
2: <laughs> <I'm gonna> go.
3: <laughs> Honey, Nora. sweetie, I, I signed up for this. It's
1: just. Yeah, such it's uh... r-
2: I mean, it's such a hassle to reschedule, and they give you a bottle opener at the end. <laughs> I'll
1: bring you back something nice, though. I'll
2: get the good one. Sure, the good one. Not Thirty dollars, my friend. Can I uh a word about pirates? Yeah. Uh last <laughs> Why night Why not? <laughs> a word about pirates. Uh, I went to uh I did a did a return trip to BentCon last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, BentCon is of course uh the gay Comic Con that happens at the uh, Burbank Marriott every year. Sure. Um, Were you there as a public figure? Were you there? I was. Uh, I was there. I was there as a, yeah, just to you know meet some guys, right. you know, hang out. Um, now, can so I ask happens. something that will flaunt my
3: my gay ignorance? You may. Bent is it? Is that a uh, terminology for something? Or bent would be like a cute way of saying queer. Oh, yeah. okay, got it.
2: I think there is. Once... Isn't there a famous uh, gay concentration camp play called Bent? There might be, but I don't think that's what they're trying to evoke. That's here. what Comic Con is all about. Right, yeah, sure. The not Nazi, Nazi imagery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh and um I didn't understand
3: top or bottom actually for a long time and I thought I did.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what did you think it was? I,
3: I thought it was it was just are you on top in a missionary <laughs> position or are you on bottom? <laughs> and someone went, no, that's not no.
2: Um... <laughs> did
3: you go to
1: the Puccini panel by the way at Comic Con this year? They're doing a lot of high culture
2: now. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah. Um a lot of a uh, lot of like where will the symphony go next? Yeah. What's next for America's symphonies? Michael Tilson Thomas
1: <laughs> Q&A.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, oh god, I, I was going to say that I was going to say a joke about the guy who wrote Angels in America, Tony Kushner. Tony Kushner can't walk through that place without getting mobbed. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. should have thought of that sooner. Um, no, I was there uh the, the Tony uh, Kushner probably did a
1: punch up on Thor. Right now people are <laughs> composing angry emails right. to us By
2: about it. By the way,
1: excuse me, it just so happens.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, after the uh after all that uh, Rye dialogue in Lincoln, I'm sure they want him to punch up superhero movies now. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um oh, that had Kushner all over it. Kushner all, Kushner's all over that thing. Um uh so I was there uh, I was there as a celebrity judge at the Tournament of Nerds. Oh, sure. Um because as, who's as, more who's more beloved in the gay community than I am? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh I, although I did I think I scored some points because uh Hal, Hal Rudnick, who is the host of the Tournament of Nerds, was doing a bit where he was naming gay bars mm-hmm. and he couldn't name any actual gay bars. In the, in the area, and a lesbian in the audience shound, uh, shouted out, name some lesbian bars, and I was the only one who could do it.
3: Oh, that's so, cool. I, Did so, like, you I guess? Some
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, the vagina. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's our favorite. <laughs> but I said a real one, I said the palms, and then I said, oh, and my favorite, Tegan and Sarah's. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, that's
2: great. Uh, that went over less well. <laughs>
3: oh, oh, Tegan and Sarah fans.
2: Yeah, well, you know, Uh you know, I think just straight guy joking about lesbian stuff. Sure, it's just a little, not, a little, not a, I don't know, and I've never heard of it. Nobody him either. needs to hear that. Sure, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, uh, this year, last year, uh, I think, I think we talked about this the last time I went to it. Last year, the dominant costume easily was Nightwing, uh, who is, um... Adult Robin. Adult Robin, right. yeah. Uh, this year... Is he a popular superhero? Uh, yeah, I think so these days. Uh, not just among is. gays. Uh, No, I think amongst Batman fans. fans I'm actually surprised that
3: Nightwing is the dominant costume. I guess it's probably evolved from Robin.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think uh, uh, I talked a little bit about this last time, I think, uh, is that uh, there's way more DC characters at this than there are Marvel characters. And I would guess that's because DC has more sidekicks. And I think that sidekick relationship maybe to a a young, not quite out gay man is like uh, potent. Right. I would think. Your kid flashes, your speedies, for instance. Right.
3: Uh, actually, I looked down because I,
2: I I thought, should I wear the
3: Brooklyn t-shirt today or the Kid Flash t-shirt? <laughs>
2: do you have a Kid <laughs> Flash much t-shirt? Much
3: more apropos, yes. I actually thought it was a Professor Zoom t-shirt for a long time, and then my friend who gave it to me said, that's a Kid Flash t-shirt. Oh, you I chump. Felt, <laughs> I, felt, I felt totally out-nerded. Wait, who's Professor Zoom? <laughs> it's a reverse Flash.
1: Oh, okay.
3: Yeah. There you go. Wait,
1: what but does he do? He runs backwards or yeah, that he's was very slow? That would be appropriate. He, he's, I think he's very slow is what it is. I don't know if he's is.
3: the future counterpart to Flash, but he's basically just... Just he, Evil he has literally the reverse not I don't know, it depends how you define reverse, but it's like he has <laughs> a dominantly yellow costume with a red uh lightning bolt on his chest. What does Flash do when he gets into trouble? He runs he, like, away away, yeah, fast. Yeah, runs away. <laughs> or or towards creates, you while punching you. Right. Tornadoes. Uh, yeah, he, uh, he creates a tornado. He uh runs around the world and yeah, r- beats Superman to the
2: crime scene. <laughs> yeah. Is he faster than Superman?
3: It's, always, that's always been a, you know, an ongoing, I think, DC uh, plot line is, is who's, who's going to win that.
2: Before the Flash was invented, it was who's faster, Superman or a train. <laughs> right. I guess a lot of the early Superman comics were just, can Superman race a train? And he always beat it. Sure. And then the, we got to create a guy that's <laughs> <was up> more <laughs> like, of a Like, oh man, this fucking train <laughs> this is this losing train. every time. Well, you're writing it. You we could write it differently. No, no, no.
3: Dragging out him racing the train out like these all these pages <laughs>
2: uh yeah so so nightwing last year this year pirate which i'm like that's a little on the nose guys wait just pirate? Flat, generic yeah. pirate well i mean they were gayed up they had the uh, you know tutus and and makeup and you know they added their different personalities onto the pirates but they uh-huh. were just rainbow so- jolly rogers sure yeah yeah but just a lot of pirates interesting you know and what and i'm like what is this the late '90s. That's what I was about to say. Come on, Bent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
3: get it together.
2: Come on, guys. Maybe there was something there. Maybe there was some sort of pirate panel, or you know, an appreciation of the anime One Piece. Mm. Uh, I don't know, but there were just it. It was it was really uh, hard to ignore. Is One Piece a show about pirates? I think it's an anime about pirates. Yeah. What's it called? One Piece. Uh, you're you're past my knowledge. Because the outfits they wear, yes, exactly, old time, old time bathing are Worried about modesty. <laughs> yeah. They're pirates who are worried about modesty. <laughs> anyway, pirates, they're back. I guess. I'm
1: I'm down to me. What do they call those bathing houses? What are the things that they that they bathe in? So bath that houses. No one sees bath houses. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, houses.
2: I'm down to me bath
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 what? does the fucking thing on the beach. It's like a. It's like a, it looks like an outhouse on the sure. beach that you that a Victorian person goes inside of. Oh, you're yeah. you're going yeah. way for back modesty's down. sake. Yeah, I don't know what that's called. Well, bathing. Well, for fuck's sake,
2: Brian, get the on this. Little
1: tents, you mean? Mm, yeah, it's like a tent. I yeah, think it could, could be, be a, a tent, tent or a shack. Or it could, I be think a shack. It could be
2: made of wood or. Yeah. Do you think that's where like? Victorian era gay guys went to get it on. Do you think they would meet in the tent? I would go there. Yeah, I, I was, that's the first place I would look if I was a Victorian <laughs> gay guy. Did I, t- did I
1: tell you about when? <laughs> when I watched when I watched that American this is what experience. I would do if I was gay. <laughs> <Like that. laughs> when I watched that American experience about um, when we when we came up with our uh, uh, our th- our theme our theme bar,
4: mm-hmm.
1: um, we're we're gonna we're eventually when we get the capital together we're gonna have a. A, open a gay bar where the theme is gay bar from the 1960s. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you read a newspaper and you dress in a coat and tie. And do you give somebody a hand job behind the newspaper?
3: This is amazing.
1: And um, in it, when, at, when I watched that um, American experience about Stonewall, one of the things that I remember is there's a lot of dudes talking about fucking in meat lockers. Hmm. And these portable, like, these uh, trailer-style meat lockers. And they would, there would just be dozens of dudes in these meat lockers just fucking like crazy. And then the police would come every once in a while and raid them. and like, But the police wouldn't arrest anybody because there are too many dudes fucking in a given meat locker. Mm-hmm. But, like, get a warehouse or something. Like, a, like a meat <laughs> locker is literally a freezer. They weren't yeah. fucking in freezers. How did they even get erections? It's amazing. History is amazing. Sure. Is I there th- some
3: kind of, I don't know, some vibe from the meat that's like,
1: <laughs> <What> <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I like think this meat. Like a sort of um- umami? Uh, uh, like a sexual sure, umami?
3: Yeah. <laughs> what is the definition of umami? Umami
1: that? is a sixth flavor. It's a round meatiness. I see. Oh, like in a good p- like a good chicken broth or beef broth.
3: Got it. Yeah. Sure. I- bathing oh, machines
1: Jesus. by the way <laughs> that's a little on what the, the
2: nose things are called <laughs> um, maybe it's like maybe it's like a the extreme temperature kind of like excites the skin i don't know if you've ever like jumped from a you know from a hot tub to a to a cold pool but you get and hard as a diamond yes exactly and then you bang your erection of, on the uh, pool floor it's a sort
1: of forging process <laughs> sure exactly
2: <laughs> it's a hardening i see I would love to have a cold forge direction. Apparently, forging videos are popular on the internet now. Really? Like watching a guy forge something, like a ranger sword from Lord of the Rings or something, like watching him make it. I can see
3: it being hypnotic.
1: You know, I watched an entire, speaking of of PBS documentaries that had a powerful effect on me, I watched this Nova called uh, Searching for the Viking Sword. What did the Vikings fuck? I don't know what I don't know where the Viking. Where did they fuck or what did they fuck? Uh, had both.
3: to. There had to be a lot of homosexuality in the Viking community, right? I mean, you yeah. got
2: to figure because they're out, out there raiding and, and there's sure. nobody to rape. Sure. What are you going to do? Yeah. But I mean, the Stonewall documentaries talked about where where they would. I mean, imagine the Viking documentary would cover the same territory.
1: No, this was a, specifically about a sword, but I mm. see I see okay. what you're talking about because the I mean, think about it. That new JFK documentary sure. is all about where he fucked mm-hmm. Rose Garden.
3: Yeah, is that true? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I would love to see him flat out. Yeah. <laughs> the JFK fucking people? This is just all about that side of his life. Just just one morning. <laughs> see that documentary. Just
1: one morning. It's just it's just him and Bobby Kennedy sitting in the Oval <laughs> Office, and, and Bobby Kennedy just goes, "So there, uh, Jack." <laughs> How come you're uh, covered in
2: uh, shallow scrapes? (laughs) Why are there so many brambles in your hair? (laughs) Bad Kennedy is almost as fun to do as bad Schwarzenegger. Yeah. (laughs) They're both really fun. (laughs) Um, Oh, you know, it seems like the the JFK fucking documentary could be made, but it would have to be in that category of documentaries that's like UFOs colon exposed or something, something the truth. It would have where, to be it's, in that. where it's just like one weird
1: guy. It turns out to just be a master shot of one weird guy sitting in a chair. <laughs> right, maybe right. filmed on Monologue ancient and... video
2: tele- technology. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I Okay, so in the, in the Viking sword thing, mm-hmm. they make a, he makes a Viking sword. That's the plot of it. It was much more boring than I hoped it might be and less informative than I hoped. But it was just a guy whose thing is making swords. Hmm. And this Viking sword was super, super sharp. Extra sharp. One would hope. Yeah. Documentary about it. And so it was an experiment to see if they could recreate how sharp that sword was without using modern technology.
3: Mm. Now are those super broad, hard to carry swords. Yeah. Oh, these are very difficult. Yeah. Very difficult. I mean, these you'd
1: you'd have to be a real Viking to carry one of these.
3: See, as a, as a, a, a my nerd interest would be if you match a samurai up against one of these guys, like who's gonna you got power versus? I figure a samurai's got to beat everybody, right?
2: Well, why do you say that?
3: Speed, they oh. would get it done. Well, you're thinking of a ninja. It. <laughs> I don't know that ninjas are necessarily faster than right. Uh, I think that's just your... They have you know more. more I, I things mean, when to I think about that, smoke,
2: when but... I think about that samurai armor, that doesn't say speed to me. Oh
3: sure, right. I'm thinking more of the Ronin. kind <laughs> Yeah. <of>. Oh okay. <laughs> just but wandering I... the the roads, not uh, yeah, <laughs> quickly
2: killing people. <laughs> exactly. Because a... oh, it's... always
3: the Shiro Mafuni in my my head. <laughs> a
1: samurai is like a gentry class, isn't it? Fair enough. So Fair I don't enough. think they really see a lot of you know sword on sword action yes i think their real their their battle status is largely symbolic right you guys
3: really poked a lot of holes in this theory
1: but this, this
2: samurai versus viking uh, fantasy that you've been well, having
1: you can know i what? tell you
3: ninja versus viking is actually better better for sales anyway yeah. can
1: i tell you what where my money's on what's that? the orca
2: yeah, sure.
3: sure. Is it in water or out of water?
2: <laughs> I guess that would be the def- is, deciding factor. Is it, is wouldn't it, it? covered by it's cloth? Yeah, out, <laughs> out of water. Is but it but in a hammock we- being pulled by a <laughs> truck? Yeah. That's exactly how this shit goes down. And then the Vikings just kill the guy driving the truck. <laughs> <laughs> truck goes off the road, orca dies in a ditch.
1: Ultimately, none of them can take a blue whale if the blue whale's mouth is open. If sure. the mouth is closed, they're not going to get through the baleen. No. Right.
2: What if someone set the baleen on fire? Holy shit. <laughs> the blue whale started chomping people. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fire so hot that it stays lit underwater. Oh, man. Sure. They all
3: meet Pinocchio inside.
1: Did you know that inside, the reason that we hunted sperm whales was to get something out of them called spermatozoa, and that's some kind of weird
2: brain juice? <laughs> really? I didn't know that. Yeah. It's like a brain lubricant. So people, what, do you, what happens when you take it? You You supposedly get smarter or- no, it's it's from their brain, huh? What? Do, why do people need it? For lamps. To think and shit. like whales. <laughs> 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 gotta think like a whale. <laughs> <laughs> so you take a little, you take a little <laughs> teaspoon <laughs> of spermatozoa, and you're like, "Yeah, krill. You gotta get krill. How much krill can I get?
3: <laughs> Where are <am> my young? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> is this a chance to extend your perspective, especially on fucking music, man? <laughs> you know? This just what is Just a it? time scale. Just, you just take some and just
3: stretch it out.
2: Oh,
0: like a oh, whale yeah. song. Sure. sure. Yeah.
1: yeah. Hundreds of miles. Yeah. Just loop it back. Yeah, loop, loop that it back, shit. Do it
3: again. That's probably a good thing for you to listen to before you go to sleep.
1: Hell, have you tried whale songs? You know what? I heard some shit about whale songs.
3: Read, or <laughs> drives read, you insane. <laughs> read
1: some shit about whale songs, something like that. Oh, I know. I was reading this article in the New Yorker about uh oh, people eating weird food. There was a part about whales, and mm-hmm. there was a there was a discussion of how whales became something you're not allowed to eat, and it's partly because of the whale song recordings. Oh, interesting. I kind of thought maybe I would like listening to whale songs. Creaking of rigging. That's why I don't eat shrimp. Oh, yeah. That sounds songs. great.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I think that sounds amazing. I, there's, I had a a sleep thing um, for a short time, and it was not effective for me. Where you could set it to forest, whatever. And, oh, right, uh, you, like a white noise machine. Forest was terrible for me. I'm a city kid, so it was just like it just sounded like serial killers. You know
2: what? Uh,
1: they, they shouldn't have added the. <laughs> yeah, I find. Um, he said no. it to Jason.
2: No one can help you out here. <laughs> I find dead it. by dawn. Dead by dawn. Uh, Sorry.
1: I find anal beats really comforting. Mm. <laughs> there you go. Everybody's got their own.
2: Sometimes you can get them so they night- little speakers. <laughs> they have little speakers that expel forest noises. Oh, that's really And as nice. you yank them out, it gets louder. Oh, that's really lovely. Because your rectum muffles it. Gotcha. Sure. It's muffled by the rectum. Do you got guys it? get what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. <laughs> We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Aaron,
1: how would you describe throwing shade?
0: Oh, our podcast that yeah. we do that's won awards and millions of people have listened to. I would describe it as an orgasm for your ears.
1: That's absolutely correct. We also talk about feminist and gay issues. But, we um, make them funny. Yeah. Or, or sometimes gross.
0: Yeah. Or sometimes you like you, you will call the authorities. Yeah. La, 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 la,
2: la, la,
1: la, la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart.
2: Jordan Morris, boy
1: detective.
3: Andrew Secunda, intergalactic space nightwing.
2: Hey, guess what? <laughs>
3: Is that a, like an
1: upgraded Nightwing? <laughs>
3: I don't know. I just wanted to work it in somewhere. It's Nightwing from the Batman Beyond Universe. You were talking about pirates. If you want to get the, the, the deep cut of it, Please. you are talking about pirates mm-hmm. in the gay community and also Nightwing. So I switched it out.
1: I had a comic book where Robin got killed by the Joker.
3: Mm-hmm. Jason Todd, I believe.
2: Yeah. Oh, is that a different guy? Resurrected later by Ra's al Ghul. Becomes the Red Hood Who's Razak Ghul? Uh, that's the guy. Depending
1: on—is that the guy from the thing in uh, the Batman movie where it's where he's t- doing karate training?
2: Yes. Yeah, Liam Neeson. There right. you go. His <laughs> secret identity is Liam Neeson, <laughs> international <laughs> film star.
1: <laughs> hey, sponsor on this week's program: <laughs> our friends at Warby Parker, a new concept in eyewear. Have you ever seen this Warby Parker? I have not. Okay, so here's how it works. It's an eyeglass company, so eyeglasses and sunglasses. They have a bunch of different sort of classic styles, very classic aesthetic in this Warby Parker on their website, which is warbyparker.com. And you can order a pretty fair number of them. You can order five of them at a time. They will make them for you, send them to you, and then you can send back as many as you want of those and get a full refund if you want. Sounds great. So basically it's it's a chance to try on a whole bunch of them, keep as many as you want, whatever. And the great part is they are much, much, much less expensive than buying them at the optometrist without giving up any of the quality of it. So they cost uh they cost less than a hundred bucks. Ninety five dollars, they start at.
2: Yeah. I would visit WarbyParker.com, order your prescription glasses, sunglasses, or reading glasses, enter code JJGO, and you'll receive your new glasses within three business days. WarbyParker.com, enter JJGO. Hey, one other thing I would like to mention, Jordan. Please, mention something. Have you ever heard of an
1: annual event held in Southern California called Max FunCon? I have, but I'd sure like to hear more about it. Well, I've got great news for you, Jordan. Hmm. I happen to know a lot about it that I can tell you. Great. Max Von Kahn is our annual celebration of all things that are awesome here in Southern California. It takes place in the woods east of Los Angeles in the mountains, the mountainous wooded regions of Lake Arrowhead, California. Sure, We have a beautiful resort where we have a weekend of comedy and music and classes and lectures and friendship and drinking Um, A guy lost his virginity once. A guy lost his virginity there one time, which was pretty great. You're going to have a surplus of cascade rum, as I understand it. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Sure. You you got it. Everything is cascaged. We actually (laughs) do have... We have uh, a very, very fancy bartender who makes very, very fancy drinks for Max Funcon.
3: He sounds amazing.
1: He is a guy who designs drink menus for really expensive, fancy restaurants in Los Angeles, like one of the leading mixologists in uh, the country. Like, uh, you know, he speaks, you know, he's like the featured speaker at mixology conferences and stuff like that. He's a great guy named Aiden. His name's Mm -hmm. Aiden. Sure. Good Good bartender name.
2: Yeah. Totally. He's, you want to tell him your troubles? Sure. After hearing that first name, he's a good man. I, I
1: always worry about him because of his drinking. Sure. But he's a good always, guy. yeah, always a career hazard. Co- comes with the territory, I sure. guess. Yeah. But it does worry me. Anyway, and one for myself. <laughs> we don't, and we we never announce the Max FunCon lineup until the spring, uh, basically because we prefer for the people to come to be there for Max FunCon uh, rather than being there because they just want to. Stalk a celebrity, but <laughs> past guests have included. Who are we looking at? We're looking at a uh, Jad Abumrad. Sure. We're looking at Mark Maron. We're looking at Greg barrett Maria Bam Maria's, Maria's there almost every year. Uh, has been there every year as far as I can, as far as I know. A Tignataro. Sure. Kyle Kinane
2: uh who else who was john uh, we got a john ronson there
1: yeah oh john ronson talked a little about juggalos
2: that was great oh that was tremendous that was wonderful
1: that was a delight elvis mitchell was there last Mm -hmm. year that was great he talked about pootie tang sure um there's all kinds of um, amazing brilliant totally andy richter the upright citizens brigade were there they did ascat exciting um all kinds of great our friends chris hardwick and mike Furman is hard and firm jonathan colton was there one year all kinds of amazing people come to Max FunCon, and
2: tickets go on sale. This year, it's just going to be the best of Spike TV. <laughs> we're talking John Trapper from Bar Rescue. <laughs> and we're the people talking, that help him during Bar Rescue. We're talking Mansers Live.
1: <laughs> you know, I was in an episode of Mansers. Everyone was in an episode of... I feel like everyone in the city of Los Angeles has been in an episode of Mansers. Yeah, Mancers. if you
2: were doing UCB shows... During, like, a certain two years then you were on an episode of Answers. So I. Uh, pretending to smell a fart. Uh,
1: the tickets.
2: <laughs> the tickets go on sale the day after
1: Thanksgiving. It is like an all-inclusive experience. Lodging, food, liquor. Virginity loss. Virginity <laughs> loss. It is all included in your process, in, in your ticket. Um, you just, you don't. All, you, all you're all you responsible for there is you're in the friendliest place in the world, so you just meet some people and do some amazing shit.
3: That sounds amazing.
1: Fucking, how about they try this on for size? Last year, Pendleton Ward, the creator of Adventure Time, one of the best, I'd say probably the best children's television program on television, uh, one of the best television programs on television overall, uh, directed a fucking uh, superhero stop-action film, uh, starring people who came there in costumes that they made while they were there. Jeez. <laughs> That's the kind of shit that goes down at Max MaxFunCon. It's a special place. So the day after Thanksgiving, tickets go on sale. They are often sold out by the time Christmas and New Year's runs, rolls around. So MaxFunCon.com is the place to go. Jordan, you going to be
3: there? Yes. I'm going to be there, too. Great. Can I get, I, we, we promise. Can I get a comp? <laughs> no. Are you on Spike TV? I'll see if I can work it out before then.
1: <laughs> yeah, sell a pitch and you're in. Yeah. We'll talk to you in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. la
0: la 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 la
3: it's Jordan,
1: Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweeter. Jordan Morris,
2: boy
3: detective. Andrews Kunda, intergalactic space orca.
2: <laughs> you know what I've been enjoying a lot, by the way? Eddie's uh, nicknames? Yeah, <laughs> no.
3: well, I was going to say Stop Podcasting
1: Yourself. <laughs> oh, sure. I've been listening to a lot of Stop Podcasting Yourself, Extra Stop, more than usual. It's just a great show. I think if people like Jordan, Jesse Go, they should check out Stop Podcasting Yourself. Sure. I just want to throw that out there. Great. Just,
2: it's out there. Letting right it land. It's out there. In the ether. You
1: shouldn't agree, Jordan, by the way. Under no circumstances oh, okay. should you say that Stop Podcasting Yourself is a show you like. Why, why not? Well, because it's clear that you would be lying since you haven't said anything positive about Stop Podcasting Yourself since I endorsed Stop
3: Podcasting Yourself. No, you're well, right. you got to take up two sides in this podcast, otherwise... Is it's... this
1: like Podcast Crossfire? <laughs> <laughs> See,
3: just so you'll be the moderator. Through. Sure. You're uh, <laughs> Crossfire. And you have one more minute. <laughs>
1: I'm the Cajun,
3: Cajun James Carvel. Hmm. <laughs> May I uh, throw something out there that yeah, uh, has been my mind shut down about halfway through the podcast because I was trying to remember a nerd specific. Okay, <laughs> so if I if you listen back to the podcast and I'm silent for about 20 minutes ah. in the middle, is because I was trying to remember as a suggestion for BentCon. Yeah, the two gay superheroes. From the authority by Warren Ellis, okay. and it's the Midnighter and Apollo, which is basically like a Superman batman kind of oh. Uh, Kind of spin. So those are my suggestions for BenCon.
1: Can I ben tell you Con costumes? Can I tell you that all the LGBT nerds in our audience just went, yeah, no shit,
2: they obviously, they
3: probably were at the last BenCon and you just didn't
1: identify. I know, them, I know, yeah.
2: they were probably screaming yeah. at their iPods while. Uh, Big
3: deal. Yeah. You were able to look something up on your iPhone in a break.
2: <laughs> you're gonna get home. To,
1: you're gonna get home to your house and there's just gonna be just written in spray paint across the front of your house is just going to be no doy.
3: <laughs> I'll accept it.
2: T L D R. What? <laughs> I'm in
3: an apartment building, so you're punishing my neighbors too.
2: I was thinking of I don't think this here's a here's a tweet that wouldn't work. Uh it, <laughs> well, this should be a whole other podcast. We should be. Here's a
3: tweet that wouldn't work. When it
2: comes to Pythons, when it comes to Pythons, my philosophy is T L D P too long, didn't pet. That didn't work? I think it wouldn't work. I think it would work. Should I try it? Oh, absolutely. Okay, what do you give me if it doesn't work?
3: What counts as work? A hand job. Okay, done.
2: done. (laughs) Uh, Ten ten stars.
3: Ten
1: stars. Under ten ten is a failure. Wait, are you counting
2: all stars? Are you (laughs) counting retweets as a star? No, retweets are... Or nice, but I uh, the stars is what I'm going for. If that is the definition, at Secunda is not faring well in the
3: Twitter <laughs> world.
2: <laughs> like, I got two faves. Yeah, you're doing great. You're doing great on there, Andy. I follow you on Twitter. You're a delight. Well,
3: you have to see me. <laughs> I don't follow you on
1: Twitter.
2: I heard how shitty you are. <laughs> <laughs> it was a two-star situation. Ten stars? Yeah. But
3: that's-
1: when are you going to put it out? I mean, that's the problem. What do you average? Well, you different? say,
2: when's prime time?
3: Oh, this is useful information for me too. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think I've I think I just things. been, I've I've been tweeting of at the wrong things. times that's a day. Probably I think that's it. Yeah, the problem. Yeah. I say
1: Monday, 9 a.m. Pacific. Okay. Okay, great. That's what I say. All right. Uh, 1 p.m. Pacific. Okay. A
2: Monday?
3: A Monday. Monday. I had an I had a social media agent once who I met with by accident. <laughs> I was like trying to do, I was trying to sort of accidentally
2: you were paintballing. I
3: wanted to do more internet stuff, which yeah. is a hilarious reason to meet with an agent anyway. And I and there was a miscommunication because of course nobody in the agency world understands either social media or <laughs> or the internet. Um and so I we're sitting in the thing and he goes, "Oh yeah, I, I just do social media." And the only information he imparted to me was that the peak time to tweet is Wednesday between 4 and 6. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that can't be accurate, but all right.
2: He's like, great. Well, now give me $2,000 <laughs> for this meeting.
1: Wednesday between 4 and 6? mm mm-hmm.
3: I think it's it's sort of like is that the peak, and then the next day on Thursday it sort of is a little bit less, and Friday is a little bit less, but it sort of goes that way into the talking about Pacific, which has time? not been my experience. That's a good question. I think that's the reason is it sort of maybe hits people like when they're just getting off work on both coasts. Yeah, uh, as, as Jesse is extremely skeptical.
2: Of all what do you this. think? What's your what's your take on that?
3: <sighs>
2: okay, Monday four p.m. Okay.
3: Where do you get Monday 4 p.m. from? I would think people would be like, ugh, the whole, I don't even want to look at anything.
1: You know what, Andy? Because I don't want to... <laughs> uh, I I don't
3: really, look at really hit him where it hurts there. <laughs> I don't
1: want to go way into this fucking week and have to deal with this hand job hanging over my head. No, that's true, yeah. I don't want to do it or not do it. I see. You know what I mean? So
3: it's just, this is just for this contest, you're saying Monday.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying that Monday's the best. I'm just saying for this. Okay. For this purpose,
3: oh, okay. Where Jordan doesn't believe in his tweet, gotcha, and I do. But yeah. you're stacking the deck for the tweet not to work, then. So you're actually increasing the odds that you're going to have to give him a hand job, or that you're going to get the maybe maybe we've on I mean,
2: up. Yeah, yeah, sure, okay. Look,
3: we're <laughs> a real nightwing about this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> worst, worst
1: things have happened. Okay,
3: worst things have happened.
2: Uh, okay, Monday at uh, Monday at four p.m.
1: Be fair, I'm being a real Apollo. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Monday, 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. You tweet that. Yeah. I'm going to star it. Okay. Only needs nine more stars. Okay. How many tweet people do you have
2: now? Uh, ten, 10, 15? 13,000 and some yeah. change.
1: 13,339. 13,389 okay. says Brian Fernandez.
2: 339.
1: 339. He just corrected me. Yeah. Sorry, you just lost 50 followers <laughs> cuz of this shitty python tweet. I know, right? Oh god.
2: Yeah. I think
1: I believe in it.
3: Okay. Okay. Brian, how many does at Secunda have?
1: <laughs> yeah, Brian, check it out.
3: Am I anywhere?
1: Jordan, can we thank can we thank a listener whose name I don't have in front of me right now? 3877. Oh, that's 3877 I... for you, Andy Secunda. A a listener who who whose name I don't have right in front of me right now. Painted beautiful portraits of us as cats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was they're they are sincerely beautiful. Yeah, which is
3: sort of weird.
1: Oh, yeah, gosh. like
2: really like nice. Like uh, like she understands the anatomy of a cat really well.
3: Yeah, but I mean they're not just they're like photorealistic kind of feeling cats. No, they're,
1: uh, they're it's it's a little bit. I mean, it's not. It's not fully illustrationy. We're not talking about a Myra Kalman type situation. There,
2: I mean, that's kind of real and not real. It's an Uncanny Kitty. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. Sorry. But what's why was not everybody chanting?
1: What's wonderful about it <laughs> is that it's not. They're not only. They're not. They're not only. They're lit. They're sincerely lovely sure. to look at. I like that about them. They're not they're not just demeaning to us by mm-hmm. transforming us into a a lower creature. Mm-hmm. Megan Lynn Cott. Megan Cott. Megan Cott. Thank you, Megan. Um so thank you very much to Megan who literally created the best piece of fan art we've ever had anyone create. Yeah. It's genuinely amazing. Um, Make and, one of me, Megan. I want one of those. Yeah. Andy is a cat. <laughs> she was she was nice enough she was nice enough to include on mine a um a dead crow. Or a crow that looked like he was on his way to death.
3: <laughs> the cats were eating him?
1: No, he had an arrow through him, so I can only assume that the Jesse Thorne cat shot an arrow mm. through the crow.
3: But um, aren't hmm.
1: don't cats have
3: Bows and arrows? Yes. (laughs) Yes, they do. In my dreamscape.
1: There's one, (laughs) there's one other thing. Shannon, uh, sent in some slash fic. Mm -hmm. Um, you know what slash fic is, Andy?
3: I have heard the term, but I don't it's, know. It originally
1: okay. comes from Kirk slash Spock. Right. Uh, which is, it <laughs> was fan stories about Star Trek where Kirk and Spock were romantically or sexually involved. There you go. And that's expanded out into all kinds of averses. Right. And we were upset that there wasn't anything in the Jordan-Jesse-Go-averse that featured Jordan and I being romantically <laughs> entangled. Right. Besides this, uh, you know, Twitter handjob
2: scenario that I've just
1: described. Sure.
2: So I mean, and it works with the Kirk-Spock thing because you're brash and impetuous. I'm right. cold and logical. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Is
3: McCoy spurned in those things?
2: <laughs> you just jack it off in the corner. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to
1: jack off here. <laughs> Damn it, I'm a doctor, not a hydraulic pump. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm a doctor, not a pocket pussy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so
1: hey, here's Bad McCoy's pretty fun. Uh, was, yeah, Bad McCoy is fun. I was searching for one of those I'm guys here too.
2: Totally I was created in the holodeck. <laughs> I would also like to masturbate. California <laughs> is the state where I live. Get to the chopper so we could jack off there. Ah. <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> it's a hollow chopper,
2: <laughs> Brian. Can you mail this to SNL? <laughs> <laughs> this is a real <laughs> okay.
1: bad podcast. So yeah. Shannon, Shannon was kind enough to write some Slash slashfic, uh-huh. and she kept it pithy enough that it's uh, uh, that we can read it on the air. The only proviso I would add to this before mm-hmm. uh, I read it is: I know a lot of people read this on public transport, listen to the show on public transportation, or while they're driving. Mm-hmm. And just be aware that you might pop a boner or just have a sudden flood of pussy juice. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want you to be somewhere where that is going to be acceptable. Um, you know, like a bathhouse, for example. Sure. The bathhouse is the perfect place to be listening to this, except the Steam might mess with your MP3 player. So he, here's the story from uh, Shannon. Thank you, Shannon, for writing this. Jordan and Jesse sat in the weird recording booth that everyone talks about how weird it is all the time. They had just finished an episode of the hit podcast, and their guest, who was probably Chris Fairbanks or something, had already left. Hey, want to make out? Jordan asked. Fuck it. Let's make out, Jesse replied. And they did. It was totally awesome. Just everything you'd want it to be. Sonny D recorded the whole thing. All the girls on Tumblr were very happy, and they all forgot. Welcome to Night Vale ever existed. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> the end. Yes. They don't have to forget. Welcome to Night no. Vale. I talk to; they seem like very nice men when I talk to them. Talented guys. I nemeses? just think
2: no. It's the most successful podcast, and we have uh, some joke. 90% joke, 10% real bitterness. <laughs> <laughs> but they're very popular. Talented guys. Talented guys.
1: They are. And, and, uh, and nice dudes. And they are very popular. They're, much of their popularity has come via their passionate Tumblr following. Following, So things like pictures of us as cats
3: uh-huh.
1: and slash fic about us is the way that we're going to get to the point where we're
3: the new Welcome to Night Vale. Right. I think that's I think that's a smart uh, branding approach. Thank you very much. You've clearly sat down with a uh, social media agent. I, <laughs> and if you guys were going to tweet it, I'd say Wednesday 4 to 6. Is, uh... <laughs> Listen, if you're
1: out there and you don't already know, Momentous Occasions is the portion of our program where people call in to share momentous moments in their lives. If something important happens to you, call us at 206-984-4-FUN. That's 206-984-4-FUN. Put it in your phone, dummy. Let's listen to our first call.
4: Hello, Jordan, Jessica, momentous occasion. I was just coming out of the supermarket, and I saw a one-legged man in a wheelchair pulling a child in a stroller. Have a great day.
1: Yeah, indomitable spirit. Sure. A brave man. Hmm. Brave wheelchair child. Or an ambitious kidnapper. <laughs> I would have liked it if it had been a toddler pushing his dad in a wheelchair that would have been nice because that would have been heartwarming mm-hmm. it, depending on how well he was doing
2: yeah Not, and, it, and it didn't look like he was going to like let go and the dad would like roll into the street or something
1: yeah that would be trouble
2: yeah you don't want that
1: if everyone was worried about if the dad's okay <clears throat> then it wouldn't be heartwarming at all no.
2: people would be too
3: worried just you know be a lot of anxiety for everybody yeah
2: but hey Good for those guys. Do you think the dad's going to be okay? I don't.
3: It's in my head now.
2: Yeah. I mean, probably not, if we're being honest. He only has one leg, for God's sake. Yeah.
3: I shouldn't order that killer whale.
2: (laughs) That's what he's thinking to himself. Should have at least put some towels on it so it wasn't so mad.
3: I don't know what I was thinking.
1: Yeah. On the plus side, you know, you order a killer whale, you got some great material for momentous occasion. <laughs> it's, it's true; that would have been my first call. <laughs> What's well, your next call?
4: Hey, Jordan and Jesse and guest, it's Lucas calling from Rochester, New York, with a momentous occasion. Uh, I was just walking to my car from work. I was walking behind a guy who I would describe as uh, as a yuppie type, and he was talking on his phone and eating at the same time. And then he kind of stumbled and he dropped his phone into a sewer and then he got on his hands and knees and he yelled into the sewer, hey, I'll call you back. I dropped my phone in the sewer. (laughs) I don't know what happened after that. Um, Thank you, guys. Love the show. Bye.
2: I mean, when is he going to call him back? It's going to take him a while to get that phone out of the sewer.
3: I would have preferred to see him go, I dropped my phone in the sewer. Anyway, so she says to me.
1: (laughs) I really, all I could imagine, as soon as he said the guy was a yuppie type, all I could imagine is that he was driving an 80s convertible BMW. Blazer with the sleeves pushed up. He got in a car crash and had to reevaluate his life choices. Oh, man. (laughs) He's <laughs> talking on his car phone. Maybe I should stop sure. working for
2: Omnicorp. <laughs> yeah. Greed is good. Anyway,
1: yep. if you have a momentous occasion, 206 9844 fun or jjgo at maximumfun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessico. <laughs> It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne America's
2: Radio Suite.
3: Jordan Morse, boy detective. Andrew Secunda. I didn't come up with another one.
2: <laughs> you can use the space You've been go doing back. Good. You've been doing good.
3: I appreciate that. He's yeah. caught off guard.
2: You're fine. No, I don't think so. I don't think he's fine. Do you, oh, you want to wow. re- do you want to retake it?
3: Oh Jesus. No, I don't. No. I mean, that's part of the whole thing. You just want to let him wallow in it. You know, you guys have been using the same ones for like 12 years. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs>
1: If you okay, I want to I want to say this. Next week's episode is our three hundredth Jordan Jesse Go, mm-hmm. um, and we've done even more than that without Andy Secunda. How
2: how? No
1: three three hundredth episode of Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, so the next thing.
2: episode after that's going to be three hundred colon rise of an empire. <laughs> 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 two things. Number one. That's so for... what the uh, 300 sequel is going to be called. They're not putting a two after it. They're just saying colon, Rise of an Empire.
1: Right. Sorry.
2: They haven't already made the 300 sequel? I think it's done, but I think
1: it's not out yet. did the 300 come out like seven years ago? Yes.
2: This will be bad. <laughs> <laughs>
3: this is, <laughs> it will not it? be a good movie.
2: It's not Zack Snyder again, is it? No. Uh, he's on to so it won't be be, other things. I think he's just doing, doing Superman related stuff these days.
1: It right.
3: won't be super good. Like the three
1: hundred,
2: right? Exactly, it won't live up to the, <laughs> the, the amazing bars. It set. won't have
3: the critical appeal of right three
2: hundred. I, I better, I could be, it could be as good as three hundred. I think. Sure.
3: Okay. Two things
1: about episode three hundred. Number yeah. one, thank you so much to all of you who listen. Um, you're the best. Yeah. You're, you're tops. Thanks to everybody who. Fucking listens to a couple episodes and then decides to listen to the entire back catalog and spends months listening to it. Totally. Thanks to everybody who was with us from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Thanks to everybody who's fucking Johnny come lately. Sure. Just stepped up. Thanks to everybody whose first episode is this one, 299. It's a good one to
3: jump in on, guys. Yeah.
1: It is. Got Secunda over here. Sure.
3: Yeah. At Secunda. At Secunda. Can't say it enough. <laughs> it just got to break 4,000 people. <laughs> This, his agent's going to drop him if he doesn't
2: <laughs> <Seriously>? <laughs> Yeah, you're probably on thin because ice with used. the wife because you weren't on the radio today. Yeah. Oh, so you can come back
1: to her with, but I have over 4,000 Twitter followers. Check this out. So that's number one. Number two, if you are the type of person who is listening to this on like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right when it came out, not fucking three weeks from when sure.
2: we put it out. You're but, not banking him for a long road trip or something.
1: But if you're a real Jordan Jesse Go fan, we want to know. What your favorite moments of the past... When was the last time we did one of these? 200? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So the past 100 episodes, the past two years of Jordan Jesse go. tell us what they were, tell us what episode they were from and, and what time they were. Email brian at maximumfun.org, Sonny D's email address. Sorry, I just gave out your email address, Brian. He says, no big deal. He really likes to people to have his email address. It's fun. He just likes to have pen pals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, please tell him, and we will. Uh, we, we may very well include your clip in our 300th episode. Hmm. And if you have any ideas for a premise for the 300th episode, <laughs> a clip show premise. Oh,
2: I have an idea. Yeah, do you want to hear it? Yeah. Uh, we die uh-huh. in an accident, and it's like it's like defending your life.
3: Oh. oh, I like it.
2: Yeah. What about this?
3: And you're watching the past episodes.
1: Yeah. We're in space. We're on a space okay. capsule and it falls apart. Mm-hmm. So we're just floating through space in our space suits. Okay. I'm a sort of silver fox type. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're 50, but you still look pretty darn good. I'm keeping it tight. You are really exercising a lot,
3: and people love your slapstick humor. hmm. And I'm the uh, the ethnic third guy <laughs> who dies that real has quick. one line and then <laughs> who you know
2: bad is going to die because of his ridiculous <laughs> accent.
3: How do you guys want me to live? <laughs> I will be very round character. <laughs> I'm so happy and have a family and I'm about to die. Well, <laughs> oh, it's a spoiler. You want to cut that out? Yeah, nah, but, but we can't. Yeah, oh man, it's not going to happen. So he doesn't know how. It happens early. Who doesn't know thing. how to edit a thing out of a, <laughs> out of a thing. I apologize.
1: Um, so that's another possibility. What about this? Hmm. We're cowboys in the old west, and we're trying to teach our horses about how great our podcast
2: is. Yeah, oh yeah, but they can't, they don't understand because they're animals. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why we have to play them examples. Oh okay. Yeah, that's good too. <laughs> they can't understand just. So from also, us. send us your clips and vote for which premise you want. Yeah. Horse cowboys talking to horses. <laughs> gravity too or defending your life too
1: <laughs> <laughs> and thanks so do that brian at maximumfun.org and thanks to everybody who's been there's been so many people since we did the poetry contest mm-hmm. so many people posting cool stuff on tumblr yeah tagging at jjgo posting cool stuff on our facebook page mm-hmm. tagging at jjgo posting cool stuff on our forum at forum.maximumfun.org you don't have to tag shit there just post that shit people will find it totally I think we're on the way to becoming the world's most
3: popular podcast. I do too. How this much is... are these other people beating you by? <laughs> on, <laughs> no, to put on,
2: a damn on, the the on lots, our the Hundreds of thousands. A oh, Really?
3: Wow. Yeah. You guys are so charming, though.
2: We've got it. We've got them in our sights, though.
1: Yeah, we don't have a hooky <laughs> premise, though. No. Although this cowboy thing, <laughs> we, we, we may
3: have, this may be the turning point. <laughs>
1: Our theme music is Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Sonny D, Brian Fernandez on the boards. Uh, uh, org. Like us on Facebook. All that shit. Yeah. Man, can I say one other thing? Please. Somebody wrote this review this week on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, five-star review this week. I can't remember what his iTunes name was. Uh, but it was so lovely so like heartfelt mm. and sincere and like thoughtful it was more than just this is a great funny show and I just I you, if you're that guy you know you are because you wrote you wrote it this week I really appreciate it yeah. I read it and I was like man that is some really nice stuff and like thoughtful incisive sure That's thank what you, want. you very much for that anyway um thank you to that those people thanks everybody
2: yeah thanks guys you know what hand jobs all around Yay! we'll be back in just a we'll be oh. back next week Can we- yeah I was going to make a place for Andy Secunda. Andy talk about something other than his Twitter handle, if there is something you'd the, like to talk and about. His hit of the Goldberg, of course. Oh yes, uh,
3: Tuesdays and nine o'clock on ABC. Please watch uh, one of the hot new shows, of particularly the season. for a Nielsen family. Watch immediately yeah. on that night. One of the hot new shows of the season. One of the hot new shows of the season. It's, Absolutely, it is a very funny show. Up. If yeah. you're
2: if you're like some if you're like some comedy snob and you look at the billboard and you're like, that's a little bit goofy. Look at their sweaters. Put that in the back of your mind because it is a super funny show. It is just like packed with great jokes.
3: It's absolutely. Uh, I'm obviously biased, but I agree with Jordan. It's mm-hmm. very, uh, it's very, you know, solid jokes throughout the episode. Sure, there's your network, you know, requisite heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hey, but, nothing uh, wrong with that though. Yeah. And, uh, and be warned they're Jews. So, you know, that, <laughs> yeah, I want to factor that in if
2: you can take that. <laughs> That's actually going to be the deal breaker for our audience. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of uh, white power guys. It's a
3: nice, nostalgic, uh, solid show. And I would also, uh, for my, for myself separately, I would say, uh, I'm every week at, uh, Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, um, in soundtrack with some very funny people. Mm-hmm. Nine, uh, nine thirty. That's on Fridays? Los Angeles, Upright City. The Los the Angeles, Theater. yes. An amazing improv show, if you've never seen
1: it, soundtrack is.
3: Really fun. Uh, and then every third Friday, uh, The Swarm uh, with Sean Conroy, Billy Merritt, and uh, Andy Daly um, so at 8 p.m. On Friday, every third Friday nice. at Ebert
2: Citizens' Reunion, a funnier improv show you will not find.
3: Yeah, I mean that's two. You you really can't beat
1: those two improv shows. All time greats of improv, and I say that absolutely sincerely. Like legendary figures, talk to some improv person, and they will tell you about how amazing the Swarm is and how the Swarm changed their life. That's true.
3: I'm, you know, I, it's it's. Uh, I
1: mean, you know, it's, it's for me to yeah, yeah, yeah. say
3: anything, but uh, we're.
1: You're just being proud of our work. You're just being quiet, like Jordan was when I brought up stop podcasting yourself.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just don't like them. Something, something about those guys. I don't know.
1: They're real assholes. I mean, that's the yeah. problem with yeah. David Graham. They're sure. real, real dicks, oh, pricks. Anyway, uh, Andy, thank you for joining us on the program. It's been a delight, honestly. We'll talk to you next week on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun dot
3: org. Comedy
2: and culture.